Okay, so five areas where we bring suffering on ourselves based to how we're relating to them. And um, the Buddha identified these five, though, as particular areas where we tend to do this the most often. So yesterday we talked about uh, the body, or more generally the material world, ways that we relate to um, our body and our surroundings in ways that uh, can bring suffering, often with fear or anxiety, or case of our body, sometimes disdain. And um, you know, we can remember that that actually is a way of relating that uh, brings harm, brings suffering to ourselves in the moment. And then the other four areas that the Buddha identified are about the mind. Um, and today in particular, the first is actually kind of a bridge between the body and the mind, and that's what we'll talk about today. It has to do with our uh, kind of our gut response to each experience. We tend to like it or not like it, or you know, not have much of an opinion about it. Those are our kind of gut responses to what's happening to us in the moment. And generally, you may have noticed about your mind, the, the stronger the liking or the disliking, the more it draws our attention. So we're kind of into the trauma, you know, we, um, so for example, if we take a bite of food and we may notice about it that first of all, it's too hot and we're burning our mouth. And second of all, it does actually taste quite good. So we have, you know, the part that's prominently uh, unpleasant or prominently pleasant uh, and the other things like say the texture, we didn't notice at all, right? So we go straight for the, the dramatic part. So this sounds kind of mundane, but it's actually a huge part of our life. We spend an inordinate amount of time trying to get what we like and avoid what we don't like. Um, and then the neutral things we kind of ignore, like the color of the paint on your kitchen walls after you've seen it a thousand times. Do you even remember what the color of the paint on your kitchen wall is? Sometimes people don't remember if it's kind of a neutral shade. It's interesting. So um, the Buddha really honed in on this aspect of experience, and he refined how we can understand it. You know, we tend to walk around, if we haven't encountered the teachings or thought about it much, we walk around in terms of what I like and what I don't like. Um, but he defined something slightly different called the feeling tone of experience, which I already referenced. It has to do with, um, he says there are three types pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, or neither. And these are called uh, the Vedana, the three types of feeling tone. And it's a little bit more refined than just liking or not liking, because as we observe this happening in our, in our mind, once we're sort of attuned to it and we're mindful of how this operates, we will see that um, to like something, you know, to take the step of actually realizing that we like something, is an extra step on top of just experiencing it as pleasant. There's one more step. And so it's more fundamental to uh, look at these feeling tones and actually liking, believe it or not, we can like things that are unpleasant or neutral also. We tend more likely to like things that are pleasant, obviously, but if you look, you'll see that there are some unpleasant experiences that you may have a liking for. It's interesting to see that the mind can do that. Um, 
So the suffering is created here. You know, why is this an area that we, uh, that the Buddha identified as one where there's a lot of suffering gathered around it? Well, what goes on is that by not noticing, um, we don't pick up, we don't tend to pick up the feeling tone. And when we don't notice it, then we just live in the reactivity of trying to get what we like and trying to not get what we don't like. And that, it turns out, is a losing battle. And it is a battle. We make it into a battle, the way we relate to it. But um, you know, how many decades have you lived? And have you managed to do it yet? Do you only have pleasant experience in your life? If you've tried for this long and it hasn't worked yet, we can start to question whether it ever will. And it, it won't, actually. Um, enlightened people have unpleasant experiences. It's, it's just part of living. And so that's not what awakening is about, actually. It's not about getting only the pleasant. That's like kind of a um, fantasy of heaven that we carry subconsciously. And it's not, it's not how it works. The Buddha didn't teach that. So by looking, by knowing whether something is pleasant, unpleasant, or neither in the moment, we avoid that extra step of going into liking, not liking, wanting, not wanting, and therefore grasping, or trying to get, or trying to push away. All that is extra when you can just rest in the feeling tone uh, in mindfulness. So it just cuts out a lot of reactivity and hence suffering to be aware of these feeling tones. It's actually, um, so this is, I think, very good to um, practice in terms of unpleasant, because right now we may be experiencing a fair number of unpleasant type feeling tone, often coming from, maybe not from our external sense doors, like our bodily senses, but certainly from the sixth sense door, the mind. So if we have a thought uh, that is anxiety related, those, most of those thoughts are unpleasant. And if we don't notice, then we get uh, reactive about that and we try to do something to make that go away, usually by trying to exert some control, trying to create some safety. Not that we should never do these things, but if we're aware that we're engaging in that activity because the anxiety is unpleasant, it helps a lot. It just helps a lot right away uh, to know that that's what's going on. And so um, it's also nice actually to do this with pleasant, you know, to notice. We're actually not very keyed in to notice the pleasant in a mindful way. Um, you know, we know we want to get it, but when things are pleasant, it actually is helpful. And this is what I pointed to in meditation to notice that they're pleasant. Um, there are different kinds of pleasant experience, ones that are related to the material world, like what we talked about last week. It's fine to notice those. Um, that will actually help us not grasp onto them and not you know, feel like we need them or you know, get really clingy about them. And that in itself actually helps us enjoy their simple pleasantness much more, and which is totally fine. Um, and then there are actually other kinds of pleasant experience that are uh, even more useful to notice. And that was what I pointed to in the meditation, the sense of uh, ease or peace that comes through meditation. That is actually a kind of pleasant experience that does not lead to clinging. And the more we notice it, actually, the more we protect our mind through sort of skillful pleasantness, if you will. The Buddha even had a moment in his practice when he understood the difference uh, between material or 
yeah, worldly type of pleasant and the more spiritual type of pleasant if comes from uh, meditation or from other wholesome states that we generate. And he realized that he had no reason to be afraid of these um, more spiritual kinds of pleasantness. And especially in this time when we may be suffering mentally, um, please notice the pleasant and useful and wonderful mental states that we can have, especially through meditation or through wholesome you know, thoughts of generosity, thoughts of loving kindness. Notice not only that, you know, that itself, oh, this is generosity, notice that it's pleasant. That is a wonderful way to practice, and it actually strengthens uh, the mind's protection from reactivity. So feelings have been likened to winds in the teachings, hot, cold, blowing from different directions, and like the wind, they kind of come and go. They blow through. And there's not much you can do about the wind, so we just let it blow through. In the same way, you know, feeling tone will just come and go. Um, we just let them, let them blow, if you will. Uh, another image is that they're likened to a bubble on water. And the image here, like it's raining, you know, big drops, and if there's some water, it will get these little bubbles on them as the big raindrops hit it. And that points toward the fleeting nature of feeling tone. Uh, it does tend to kind of arise and pass fairly quickly, unless we keep feeding it, of course, through not knowing that it's there. And so it, this is also something that we're invited to notice is the impermanence or the changeability of feeling tone. Even if thing, something keeps coming back again and again and we experience it for a while, there, it's not actually every moment. And we can tune into that when we have some degree of mindfulness. So I would recommend practicing with this today if, if it's of interest. Notice the feeling tone of experience. Notice how it changes, comes through. Notice how just knowing it already reduces the reactivity. So I have, um, this is from the Samyutta uh, Nikaya, talking about this wind uh, image. Just as many diverse winds blow back and forth across the sky, easterly winds and westerly winds, northerly winds and southerly winds, dusty winds and dustless winds, sometimes cold, sometimes hot, those that are strong and others mild, winds of many kinds that blow. So in this very body here, various kinds of feelings arise, pleasant ones and painful ones, and those neither painful nor pleasant. But when a practitioner who is ardent does not neglect clear comprehension, then that wise one fully understands feelings in their entirety. So it points toward understanding. Feelings should be understood. It's the not knowing of feeling tone that really leads to the suffering, not whether or not it's pleasant or unpleasant, just whether or not we know that in the moment. And then it becomes so much more manageable. So if you're feeling something strong, sometimes we can't even identify exactly what it is. Instead of figuring out what is this? Why is it happening? What can I do about it? Take one moment to just identify, oh, is this pleasant or unpleasant? And as soon as you have that thought, um, see how it affects your mind to notice that. 
So thank you very much. And I look forward to seeing some of you tomorrow, perhaps, when we'll be talking about the third area, which is perception. All right, have a good day.